What's up? Welcome to the Will Ford Show as part of the Muskie Sports Blast Talk program on the Orbit 90.7. NFL Draft is coming up here at the end of April. And what I want to talk about is these top prospects in the NFL Draft uh, at the quarterback position. I've talked about them before, but I kind of want to talk about them again and uh, list where I think the the best destinations for these prospects are and the worst destinations for these prospects. Uh, this has nothing to do with where I think they'll go or you know what teams need what or who. This is just based on fit and their ability and how well you know their their skill set matches up with some of these teams' offensive schemes. Now, I'll the the quarterbacks that I'm going to be talking about are the ones that I've talked about previously, Joe Burrow from LSU, Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama, Justin Herbert from Oregon, uh, Jordan Love from Utah State, Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma, and Jake Fromm. And we'll start off with Joe Burrow. I think the best destination for him is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, They have the number five pick in the draft. The Dolphins right now, I think, are one of the best teams in the NFL on paper without a quarterback. And I think if you just inserted Joe Burrow into that system, this is going to be a young team that's going to be good here in a couple of years. And the good thing about Miami as a destination is they still have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is a grown-up veteran, can hold it down, and can be a great mentor to Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow doesn't even have to step in and play right away. I think he is good enough to to hold his own, maybe win six, seven, eight games right off the bat if he starts right away. I think he can. But if for some reason Miami is like, you know what, we're just going to sit you down for maybe half a season or a full season, let you learn behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, have him take over the offense, and he can flourish. Ryan Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, he did a great job this offseason spending money on the defensive side of the ball. Their big weakness was defensive back, corner. They got Byron Jones from the Dallas Cowboys, made him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. They brought in Kyle Van Noy, linebacker from New England. Those were the two weakest positions on defense, linebacker and corner. They upgraded it. And now the defense, it's fine, and it's going to be able to support Joe Burrow. That's really important is having a defense that's going to keep the other team from scoring the football and it allows Burrow to to be competitive in a lot of close games. And they're going to be able to really focus now on the offensive side of the money and draft picks they have. Those draft picks, are they're going to be able to go out and get a ton of receivers, go out and get a tight end, improve the offensive line. This team here in a, in a couple of years is going to be really good, and I think Joe Burrow, if he went to this situation right away, would probably win seven or eight games. The worst case scenario is unfortunately the Cincinnati Bengals. Now it is home. It is Cincinnati. It's an hour, two hour drive down the road from where he, where he's from in Athens. The story works. It's a, it's a fit story wise. He's an Ohio kid, went to Ohio state, then transferred to LSU for him to come back home would be a special story. But if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, they have a very, very bad offensive line. Don't have the greatest weapons on offense. They have a good running back. That's about it. Joe Mixon is really all they have on offense. Bad offensive line. They're not a poorly run organization. They just don't have great personnel. And I, it's just not going to fit right away. I don't think Zach Taylor is the best head coach in the world. I, I don't know if that's the fit 
for me, at least. I think Dolphins are the best case scenario for Burrow. Worst case scenario is Cincinnati. Moving on to Tua Tagovailoa, I think his best case scenario is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, they're built to win right away. They're they're a quarterback away. They let go of Phillip Rivers, so you could insert Tua Tagovailoa, assuming he's healthy and everything checks out. Tua is talented enough to step into that offense with Austin Eckler at running back. You have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. You're gonna win. You're gonna win games, and you have a great defense. You're getting Derwin James back. Tua could step in right away and make it work. And and Tua is a pocket passer too, which is what they're used to with Philip Rivers. They're not gonna have to change their offensive system too much. And in fact, they might even be a little bit more dynamic because Tua has increased mobility over Philip Rivers. Now, if for some reason Tua's health didn't quite check out when he started when when training camp starts and and preseason and things like that. They do have Tyrod Taylor. He's not a terrible quarterback. Uh, Certainly a guy that Tua could sit behind for a half a year or a year, learn the NFL way, learn the offense, and then when he's healthy, could step back into there. Chargers are the best case scenario for Tua because he can sit behind Tyrod Taylor if he needs to. But if he does come in and start right away, he's got all those weapons around him, a great defense. And that's going to be a situation for Tua where he could really push Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for the next 8 to 10 years. Justin Herbert from Oregon. Believe it or not, the best case scenario for Herbert might be the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden loves quarterbacks that can sling the ball down the field. Herbert's got a cannon for an arm. I think he's a Jay Cutler type quarterback who's got all the measurables and the arm. And if the Oakland Raiders wanted to move off of Derek Carr which it seems like they're trending in that direction here in the next year or two, Justin Herbert would be a good guy to transition to. It's exactly what John Gruden loves. It's what he wants. Carr can't really throw deep down the field that well. He's got a, he's accurate, and he's a decent quarterback, and he, he gets streaky, but he can't throw it down the field with the best of them, and I think Herbert would be that next step up for Gruden. And Herbert can sit behind Derek Carr for a season or two, if they feel like he's not ready, because Derek Carr is certainly good enough to still be a starting quarterback in this league. Worst case scenario for Justin Herbert, given his projected draft position, would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they seem to be moving forward with Gardner Minshew, but we don't really know quite yet. But the Jaguars have a, a very poorly run organization. They're, they've been contemplating moving on from their head coach, Doug Marone, getting a new head coach. They just have no direction, no idea where they're going. Very bad offensive line. And really about just about all they got is Leonard Fournette. They're losing everybody else. This is a bad team that is shipping some of its players away, letting some of them walk, and they appear to be rebuilding and essentially tanking. Maybe going after Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft, but they could go after Herbert if they wanted to, but I don't think it's the best fit. Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State, I think his best fit is the Green Bay Packers. I've said this before. Green Bay did this with with Brett Favre when he was mulling retirement. They drafted Aaron Rodgers and had him sit for a year or two. And there's really no better quarterback in the NFL to sit behind than Aaron Rodgers. Love could sit behind him for two years and then step in. Because Aaron Rodgers, let's be frank, he's starting to slow down a little bit. He's in his mid-30s. He's not going to play forever. And the Green Bay, Green Bay is a grown-up organization. They know when to move off of a quarterback when it's the right time because they did it with Brett Favre. 
even though Brett Favre still had a couple good years left. They moved off of him and got Aaron Rodgers. I think this is the time where they go out and get Jordan Love. And Jordan Love would would add an extra layer of duplicity to this offense and make them far more dynamic because of how athletic he is. Aaron Rodgers has got some pretty good athletic ability in the pocket, but Jordan Love is another animal. He's the most athletic quarterback in this draft. I think that's the best fit for him late in the first round. Worst situation, again, the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's nothing against them. They just don't have a good offensive line. They're poorly run, and they're tanking. Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts is really interesting to me. I think the best fit for Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, hear me out, is the Tennessee Titans. I know Tennessee just went out and signed Tannehill to a four-year contract extension, but just think about this for a minute. Hurts goes to Tennessee and sits behind Tannehill for a couple of seasons, and if if the Titans decide that Tannehill is not going to be worth that money that they paid him, Jalen Hurts will have sat behind him for a couple of years. He's a good guy to learn behind, a good veteran quarterback. And when Jalen Hurts steps into the role of starting quarterback, he's not going to be asked to do too much because Derrick Henry is going to be running the ball, you know, 20, 25 times a game and shouldering most of the load offensively. That's a running offense. And his running ability, how fast he is, it's going to add another dimension to the offense where they can implement some quarterback runs and some zone reads and things of that nature and make it really comfortable for Jalen Hurts to step in and be productive. I think he's limited. He's similar to a Dak Prescott who is limited with his arm talent, but can be accurate in spots. And with his athleticism and how fast and quick he is, I think it's a good fit to sit behind Tannehill for a season or two. And if if Tennessee decides that Tannehill is not the guy, then, or not worth that money, Hertz can slide in and not be asked to do too much in his first season or two playing under center. The worst fit for Jalen Hurts is probably the Washington Redskins. Now, Washington, I think Washington would know what to do with Jalen Hurts. Ron Rivera had a very similar quarterback in Carolina, Cam Newton. Very similar skill set. Now, Cam Newton has a little bit better of an arm than Hurts does, but similar skill set skill set in terms of running the football the only problem is is I think Jalen Hurts needs someone to sit behind maybe for a season I think he is slightly more limited than what Dak was coming out of college I still think Jalen Hurts can be a great quarterback in this league but I think ideally he would need someone to sit behind for a season and there's just not there's no opportunity for that in Washington because Dwayne Haskins is still developing they have Kyle Allen who is a young quarterback it's really going to be a quarterback battle. And quite frankly, you want someone who's going to be solid at the quarterback position to learn behind for a year. And the Redskins don't have that. Although the fit in terms of Jalen Hurts' skill set would be perfect. It's not the best situation in terms of what's around him. And lastly, Jake Fromm from Georgia. The best case scenario for Jake Fromm is Indianapolis. Phillip Rivers is only on a one-year deal in Indianapolis. Might sign... A- Another one-year deal after next season. Phillip Rivers is one of those other guys in the league right now that would be great to sit behind for a season. Uh, Another potential place could even be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady on a two-year deal there. That's going to be short-lived. He could sit behind either one of those two quarterbacks and then step in in a couple of years and have great weapons around him. In Tampa Bay, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard. In Indianapolis, you have T.Y. Hilton 
Jack Doyle at tight end. Those are both good fits offensively and both good coaches in Bruce Arians and Frank Reich. The worst case scenario for Jake Fromm, I think, honestly, is the New England Patriots. I think the Patriots can make almost anybody work. But in that division, in that weather, they want players who have strong arms and can throw deep down the field. And Fromm just simply isn't that. In his combine, he's really struggled down the field throwing the football. Is better in the short and intermediate game. And that's not what New England wants, especially in that cold weather once you hit end of October, November, December, January. Fromm is not going to be that guy. And quite frankly, he may not be ready to play right away. And they've got Jarrett Stidham, who was a sixth-round pick last year. And we don't even know if he can play yet either. We're going to take a short break here on the Muskie Sports Blast. When we return, uh, the Miami Dolphins want to trade up from number five to the number one pick. I'll explain why the Cincinnati Bengals should consider accepting a deal from the Miami Dolphins. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Muskie Sports Blast on the Orbit 90.7. Welcome back to the Muskie Sports Blast on the Orbit 90.7, the Will Ford Show. Before the break, we talked about the NFL Draft's top quarterback prospects. I discussed their best fits, the systems that they would best work in, taking into account their draft position, uh, their projected draft position, that is. Uh, Not necessarily where I think they will go or anything like that, but just based on their skill set, how they would fit into another team's offense. And those were for... Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, and Jake Fromm. But now what I want to get into here on the Muskie Sports Blast on the Orbit 90.7, the Miami Dolphins want to trade up from the number five pick in the NFL draft all the way up to number one. They want to make a trade with the Cincinnati Bengals and presumably to go get Joe Burrow because they feel he would be a good fit in their system. And I believe Burrow would be a great fit in the Dolphins system, playing down there in that warm weather, doesn't have to start right away, and can make the Dolphins a great team in a couple of years and really take over the AFC East. But Cincinnati has an interesting situation in front of them if Miami does offer them a deal for the number one pick. I genuinely believe that Cincinnati thinks... They have to go with Joe Burrow. They they think they're kind of trapped and they need to get Burrow. Number one, it's because of the story. Joe Burrow's an Ohio kid. He went to Ohio State, then transferred. Now he's coming back. He's coming home. He's an hour, two hours down the road. Play for the hometown Cincinnati Bengals. It would be great for PR. It would be great for marketing. It's going to sell tickets. It'll work. And I think they feel like if they don't take Joe Burrow, he's going to certainly thrive in pretty much any other situation that he gets drafted to, just simply because Cincinnati's just not a good team. They don't have great pieces around him. They're not they're not gonna have a good offensive line. Joe Burrows, or excuse me, Joe Mixon's about the only good offensive piece that he's gonna have around him. And a young receiver in Tyler Boyd. Other than that, not too much. And Miami offers a far more conducive situation to winning in the short term for Joe Burrow than Cincinnati does. And I think Cincinnati fears if they let him go and pass on him and take a collection of draft picks, it's going to hurt their ability to sell tickets 
and it's going to hurt their brand overall. But this is the reason why I would do it. To be successful in the NFL, you have to draft really well. And do I think Joe Burrow is going to be a good quarterback in this league? Yes. Do I think he's Peyton Manning or John Elway or a legendary all-time great? No, he may not be. I don't I don't think he will be. And that, in my opinion, makes it easier to move off of him. I think Tua Tagovailoa is the all-time generational Hall of Fame talent in this draft class. I know he's got the injury concerns, but he's the guy in my mind that I would consider taking over anyone else. I would take the risk. If you've got an insurance plan sitting behind you, if you've got a quarterback that you know can step in for the time being while he gets healthy, I'm taking Tua all day long. He is the better prospect, the better talent. He's more athletic. He's got a stronger arm. And it's just plain and simple. I'm taking Tua all day long. And from Cincinnati, I could get seven or eight draft picks from Miami. Miami has a ton of picks over the next couple of years in the draft. You could get a large portion of those from them and still get a quarterback at number five because you'll trade back to number five. You can take Tua. You can get the best quarterback. Or if you don't like Tua because of the injury concerns, you can get Justin Herbert. I I would strongly advise against that, but you could get Tua. Listen, Tua and Joe Burrow are kind of like right next to each other in terms of how I would rank them. If Tua, if Tua didn't have the injury concerns, he would clearly be number one, and then Burrow would be number two. But because of the injury concerns, I would put Tua at the 1A and then Joe Burrow at the 1B. Very difficult to separate them because of those injury concerns. And it seems like Joe Burrow is the more dependable, more reliable, and the safer option, but still really good. I think Tua is an A prospect. Burrow is probably a B plus, maybe A minus. And Tua might even actually be an A plus prospect. He is Russell Wilson 2.0 throwing with his left hand. Plain and simple to me. But to be a great organization in the NFL, you have to be able to draft well. And you can't draft well if you don't have draft picks. You can get a ton of draft picks, still get a quarterback, you can get Tua, and then you can use all those picks that you get to focus on the offensive line. Get some pieces on defense. Get yourself a wide receiver in the second or third round. You can get a Henry Ruggs, or you can get a CeeDee Lamb, or somebody. If I was in a front office, or in an organization, in a draft room, and Miami offered me eight picks, you give me, offer me... You offer me the option to trade back to the fifth pick in the first round, and you also give me a first next year and a you know seconds and thirds and a bunch of picks. To me, that's easy based on my knowledge of football, but of course, I'm not in a front office. I'm not qualified to be in a front office. I don't know how those conversations go. So it seems simple on the surface, at least in my perspective, but it may not actually be that simple. You may have, like, honestly, the the hit that the Cincinnati Bengals PR department might hit or might take might be too big to risk letting him go 
in favor of another quarterback and a bunch of draft picks? I, I don't know. I empathize with it. I understand because it seems like Burrow would be perfect for that city and that town. It's the perfect story. It's going to sell you a lot of tickets. I mean, Joe Burrow had the greatest college football season in history last year. One of the only players in college football history to win the Heisman Trophy and to win a national championship in the same year. Doesn't happen very often. I totally get it from Cincinnati's perspective if they feel like they're trapped and they have to take Joe Burrow. But they shouldn't feel that way. Because you're arguably getting a better quarterback at number 5 if you trade back. And you're getting 8 draft picks. And you have a terrible offensive line. Why not use some of those draft picks, go get a left tackle, get two tackles even, sure up the edges of the offensive line, go get a, a pass rusher late in the draft because, let's face it, every draft always has decent pass rushers, maybe raw later in the draft, but if a person is fast and can get to the quarterback, you need to get them. That's, those are the things you need to be a good team in the fo- in the National Football League. is You obviously need the quarterback position, but you need good offensive line play. You need at least one tackle that's elite. And you need a pass rusher on the other side of the football to get to the quarterback and to plug holes and keep con- keep contained to stop the run. Absolutely 100% what you need. And the reason why I think this is so simple for Cincinnati is because Cincinnati has such bad personnel. They don't have great receivers. They have a great running back, but not a great offensive line for him to run behind. And they don't have that good of a defense either, quite frankly. So you could turn one draft pick, which would be a quarterback. You have all the the great story and everything behind it. But that's one draft pick and one player. You could turn that in to eight draft picks get a different quarterback of equal or more value and you still have seven other draft picks over the next two or three seasons that you can use to improve the offensive line, wide receiver, edge rusher, defense, you name it, you can go out and get it. But I totally get it from from Cincinnati's perspective because selling tickets is a big part of the NFL. And I, I know Cincinnati fans are probably clamoring for Joe Burrow because he's the Ohio kid from Athens. He won the Heisman. He won the national championship. He did play at Ohio State for a little bit before he transferred. It makes sense. It's the dream story for him to go back home and win it for his hometown or his quote-unquote hometown. It's two hours away. I get it. If you want to sell tickets and you want to make money, that's a good way to do it. But I would argue that Tua Tagovailoa is probably going to bring in almost as much money. Probably not as much because there isn't the story connected to it. But in my opinion, I think in the long run, you're built for more success. I think you really are. And honestly, it's going to be tough for any quarterback to come in there and win right away. 
because you're playing in a division that's one of the toughest in football. The Pittsburgh Steelers are getting Big Ben Roethlisberger back. They signed Eric Ebron. They have Juju Smith-Schuster. Their offense is going to be humming next year. And defensively, if they can just improve their secondary, front seven's fine. They're going to be good. The Browns, are they poorly run? Sure. Do we know if they can win a bunch of games? No. But they're very talented, especially on defense. They're going to be a problem for Tua or Joe Burrow or whoever it is. Baltimore was the best best or second best team in the AFC last year for most of the year. Cincinnati finishes third or fourth every single season. One of these two guys isn't going to change it right away, but if you get those eight draft picks, there's a better chance of you turning your franchise around sooner rather than later, and you're getting a quarterback that's of equal or slightly more value, maybe even slightly less value, depending on the injuries. I want to thank you so much for joining me, Will Ford, here on the Muskie Sports Blast talk program on the Orbit 90.7. You can listen to the Muskie Sports Blast on weeknights from 8 to 8.30, bringing you exclusive premium sports content. Unfortunately, we don't get to interview athletes and coaches uh, like we want to because of the coronavirus and we're unable to be on campus and to, you know, some of these athletes and things. And of course, their season's not really going on, canceled for the year. Uh, but want to thank you for sticking with us through these tough and difficult times. And we're try- we're going to try to bring you as much content as we can as we close out the rest of the semester here at Muskingum University. Thank you so much for joining us on the Muskie Sports Blast talk program, The Will Ford Show on the Orbit 90.7.